Hi, it's Father Rick, and I want to welcome you to St. Michael's Episcopal Church. I'm really glad you found us. Please know that we accept you wherever you are on your spiritual journey, and we trust that God will take you where you need to be, right in God's timing. We're just glad that you're here with us, and we hope you enjoy today's sermon. God bless. Oh God, you are here, Lord, and we are here. You are with us and you are in us. Lord, may we be conscious of your presence. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. May be seated. So as I was processing with the gospel, gospel, I noticed that the church was tilted a little bit like this. And as from everyone that sits in the back, it kind of... So I get up, up here a little taller, like, that's a joke. Anyhow, I do have a confession this morning. I like American Idol. Anyone else like American Idol? I love American Idol. You know why? Oh, thank you. You know why? Because I think American Idol is kind of like the American dream in some ways. I mean, you've got this unknown teenage contestant from some backwoods podunk town, some obscure town in Arkansas, or somebody at the front door reminded me, West Virginia. And, 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 and this person ascends into greatness, into stardom. Like in less than three months, they become a household name, right? I just think it's kind of amazing because the truth is, I think that all of us in some way, shape, or form want to experience that ascended lives, you know, that is to reach the pinnacle of of our chosen path or all our potential or whatever. I mean, when I was in college, and I have shared some of this before, but when I was in college, I began reading all the classic personal development books. I mean, and, and all these books assured me that if I followed the directions, that I too would live the ascended life, right? Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. Whatever the mind of man can conceive and believe, it can achieve. Norman Vince appeals, The Power of Positive Thinking, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Og Mandino is the greatest salesman in the world. And I learned that the limits to my accomplishments in life are self-imposed. And I was absolutely determined to climb to the top of the world. Now... I think there's something in all of us that knows that we're created for something more than just some mere existence and just kind of getting along. I mean, we want to ascend to our human potential, you know, to use the gifts that God has given us to reach our full potential. Now, at the same time, I think that some of this thinking has unfortunately invaded our theology. And by that I mean we're either aware or we forget or we deny that we in our own efforts, in our own willpower, if you will, um, cannot get to the top of the mountain. We can't ascend to God, right? And because we can't ascend to God on our own, we kind of settle for this idea of self-ascension, right? And by that I mean it, it's kind of led us to all sorts of problems in the world, 
if you read any history book or turn on the news, um, you'll see the division and the competition and how we're trying to control and maneuver and outmaneuver one another. So we can't get there on our own. That's the one thing. Author David Platt, and I will say I have shared this before, uh, in his book Radical, tells the story of conversing with two people outside a Buddhist temple in Indonesia. One was a Buddhist leader and the other was a, a Muslim leader. And I guess they were there for some kind of worldwide religious whatever. And, and, and he said that both of them embraced the belief that while there's superficial differences among the major religions, all of them are basically, they all teach about the same thing. And then they asked David Platt, this author, what he thought of that. You know, what do you think? And he says, well, it sounds to me like um, you both picture God at the top of the mountain. And you believe that we are all at the bottom of the mountain. And I may take one route up the mountain, and you may take a, another route. But in the end, we'll all end up in the same place. And they're like, exactly, you understand. But then he said to them this, what would you think if I told you that the God at the top of the mountain actually came down to where we are? What if God doesn't wait for people to find their way to him, but instead God comes to us? And then God takes us up the mountain, if you will, to be where he is. And they thought about it for a moment, and they responded, that would be great. And he said to them, let me introduce you to Jesus. See, today we celebrate something significant. Probably one of the most overlooked days on the Christian calendar. It's the feast of ascension, which actually fell on Thursday, 40 days after Easter. And if you're wondering, well, why didn't we do it on the 40 day on, on Thursday? Because Father Greg and I wanted more than two or three of us here to celebrate, right? So this idea of ascension that was in all our readings this morning, um, we often regard ascension as some kind of or we've seen the paintings in the museums in Europe or whatever. You know, you see Jesus and he's kind of floating like up in the sky or something. We kind of see this ascension as an awkward uh, explanation for the absence of Jesus, you know, or a kind of a scene from Star Wars or whatever, right? Well, after the resurrection, Jesus kind of blasted off into the solar system millions of miles away and is now hanging out with God in heaven until he comes back. And we assume, though, in this language that Jesus is up there, not down here, or Jesus is out there and not in here, within. Heaven, by the way, in the Bible, is not a future destination, per se, but other, it is a dimension of our ordinary life. It's God's dimension, if you will, God's space, which intersects with our space. And not only does it intersect, it transcends it. 
You could say that it's a further dimension of our world, not a place that's far removed from our world. And so we use language to try to paint a picture, if you will, of this profound mystery. And I happen to find that words are simply inadequate to truly touch on this reality. So if you don't get anything from this today, that's okay. Theologian Brian Zahn says, think about ascension not as the absence of Christ, but about the ascendancy of Christ, the rise, the elevation, the promotion of Christ to a position of all authority in heaven and on earth. Christ, you could say, now fills all things everywhere with himself. Everybody grasping that? See what a piece of cake this is? Now, there is no place where Christ is not. And there is no domain over which Christ is not Lord. Whether it's the American government, whether it's Canada, Mexico, wherever, right? Jesus is Lord, and the lords of this world are not. Yeehaw. There's no domain over which Jesus is not Lord. The ascension of Jesus completes the resurrection, actually. Forty days after the resurrection, Jesus won victory over death in the resurrection, right? Sin and death. The ascension, however, you know what? Y'all get, get your minds ready for this one. Lifts us, lifts humanity to heaven or God's space where God is present his present though his presence is in each of us he's closer to us than any human being and this is something about ascension that we simply have we can't miss this even though we might not be able to grasp it fully we don't want to miss it because the ascension is not about Jesus floating up in the solar system and leaving us, but the ascension is a new way of Christ filling us, filling us. Through him, we essentially live ascended lives. He came off the mountain to us, and he comes to us to reconcile us, to take us up the mountain to be with God. Ascension conveys a new reality that our humanity is now filled with God. And God, are you ready? Humanity is fulfilled in God and God is fulfilled in us. Isn't that amazing? But this is the truth or the gospel reality of who we are. In Ephesians, Paul says this, Ephesians 2.6, for Jesus Christ has lifted us to heaven and seated us at the right hand of the Father. Jesus is nearer to us than we are to ourselves. And we 
who are made to sit with Christ partake in the divine nature with him. That is profound. And yet, that is the reality. It's the gospel. This is the real message of ascension and why Paul says in our reading from Ephesians today, he prays, give them minds ready to receive wisdom and revelation so that they may truly know you. Open the eyes of their hearts and let the light of your truth flood in them. Shine your light on the hope you're calling them to embrace. Reveal to them the glorious riches you're preparing as their inheritance. Let them see the full extent of your power that is at work in those of us who believe. Maybe that's just something we should pray for ourselves, right? To be able to grasp this in our hearts, in our minds, in our bodies, in our spirits, in our souls. Because this is the truth of who Christ claims that we are. So the question is not, how do I get up the mountain to God? Christ has accomplished this for us. The real question, I think, is what holds us back from realizing this truth? What are the layers of stuff that's piled on my mind and my heart? What are those things that weigh me down, that keep me from being who Christ claims that I am? What, 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 what stuff suffocates the spirit and the breath of God in me? What drowns out or blinds out that light of truth? Is it fear? Is it doubt? Disbelief? Indifference? Resentment? You fill in the list, right? Pride, envy, control. What is it that keeps me from experiencing this reality more fully? The angels in, the, in Acts today, a reading from Acts, says this. Why do you stand looking up toward heaven? Jesus sins, right, according to the scriptures, right? And they're like, why are you looking up at heaven? And I think this is a good question for us. Why do you and I stand looking up to heaven when Christ is in us and we are in him? And all we're to do is let go of what we hold on to that keeps us from ascension, if you will, that keeps us from experiencing that reality, that keeps us from being the body of Christ here on earth, that keeps us from bringing the love of God and Jesus to all people. It's Ascension Sunday. God has come off the mountain to us all gift all given and he's brought us together all gift all given and he's taken us if you will to the mountaintop
to be with him. All gift, all given. Grace. And this is who we are. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you liked today's message, please subscribe to our podcast and be sure to tell your friends. You may also check us out on YouTube at youtube.com backslash St. Michael's Orlando. Until next time, remember, God loves you with a love you did not earn, and therefore, you can never lose.